Hello, and welcome to the 30th annual award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. I'm Patrick Remion. Welcome to The Academy. And around one. Yeah. We're here. I mean, in a um, volatile, I'll call it volatile, round one. Would you and, would you agree? Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Wild chaos. I mean, everybody's know. everybody's still talking about the pain that I displayed via podcast about heat losing. I know. Yeah, and it's insi- still haunting. The insider trouncing heat. Yeah. Uh, who who'd have thought? Hash, hashtag uh, devil's advocate was robbed. All these <laughs> again. Yeah. All and why not? Things. Hashtag justice for Ricky taking us all the way back to the Meryl Streep Yeah, justice season. for Ricky. <laughs> Hashtag uh, justice for Gemini Man when we inevitably do a Will Smith bracket. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gemini, Gemini Man is that is that focus. a thing? It's, it's uh, that's Minority Report where you can um, discover pre-crime. You're 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 doing a pre-crime that Gemini Man loses in three years from now when we do a Will Smith bracket. I'm Samantha Mortoning. Yep, uh, that's, that's that is exactly. That's what they call it, right? In the movie. That, well, that's what pre-con. they call it in the movie. That's what they call it in real life. I mean, that's just you know, kind that's of a general doing. general terminology. You're Pulling Samantha a Morton. Morton. You know, port, port salt all over me. I'm doing a dang Morton. <laughs> Awful. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, already, already a broken man. Already. Okay. The shame boys strike again. Shame boys strike again. Much shame. Okay, let's let's introduce our guest. She's great and a good yeah. friend and super duper funny. Uh, she's a comedian who will be starring in um, uh, the film Too Late, which is a horror film this coming June. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Sagrino, welcome to the Academy. Hello. Long time coming. And I know we were saving one of these movies because I know you're a big fan uh, of one of I, them. <laughs> what didn't make the cut and it breaks my heart. Yeah. Devil's Advocate didn't move on. Devil's Advocate lost to Donnie Brasco. Who are you carrying all those bricks for? <laughs> Is that yeah. it? God? Yeah. Let me tell you something about God. <laughs> God is an asshole or some shit. I remember yeah. I was like, oh, he's, um, he's peeking. He's peeking. That is such a great monologue. It's so good. Uh, that, you're, you're not the first guest to come on who isn't on to talk about the devil's advocate explicitly who wants to talk for about five or ten minutes about the devil's advocate it's a good movie it's goofy i didn't finish donnie brasco because i got too sad i was too sad it's a bummer donnie brasco is a bummer devil's advocate is not a bummer no it's weird surprised that the movie revolution hasn't come up oh yeah we don't Mm. have that's where he's like a fur trapper right like that movie, I got 15 minutes in and I was like, I either continue this and hate Al Pacino forever or I stop. Stop it now. <laughs> like, what's, what's more unlikely, him playing a fur trapper or him playing just a man named Steve? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is funny. Like Al Pacino does have that quality about him where like it's like when... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays like a normal guy in Jingle All the Way, where it's like, there's no way your name is like Ron Johnson, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The <laughs> graph, like, and I think Al Pacino has a little bit of that energy, where like, he, like your name isn't Jeff Smith. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're he's not-, not regular guy, and also I don't think like, 
outside of the 20th century period pieces are um, oh, man, not what he is built for. No. No. Well, okay. If, yeah, you're right. Because uh, the last one he was in was, uh, it was the 50s. Mm-hmm. He plays um, the, whatever the fuck his name is. I didn't see it. I will say I've seen most of Al Pacino's film. What is it? A canon? Is that what it would be called? Oeuvre. Oeuvre. But Oeuvre. it's been a while just because I'm like, I don't want to sit through a three hour movie to watch you. <laughs> Especially if I'm not attracted to you anymore because when I was younger, Al Pacino was fuck city. Okay. <laughs> a twin, like, He's a hunk. 30s Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Hunk central. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, we like... we the uh, the early. I mean, say it, Serpico era. Oh, <laughs> when I was uh, in college, no, from high school, I bought a poster of Serpico, like a really nice quality from the seventies poster. That's cool. And I would take Ambien, and I would watch <laughs> it talk to me. <laughs> he, oh, it's just suburbs. like. He just wants to do his job. He just wants to be a good cop. He doesn't want to get any of that other crap in the way. <laughs> he just wants to go to that fish concert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, just... he just wants to sell you some acid. Yeah. <laughs> and, I love you. Know. you. What a great... I, I think the way he dresses, though, he uh, he would have trouble with cops almost shooting him, even if he wasn't also <laughs> trying to like get them all nabbed on corruption. <laughs> it's just like... Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's this five foot five hippie who's yeah. running around? <laughs> this dude just like walk off of the set of an Alejandro Yodorowsky film. What the yeah. fuck is happening? <laughs> Get this guy back to the holy mountain. It's a little Mancini, I'm not gonna lie. There's a little Manson oh. vibe to that. He's got yeah. crazy eyes. That's the thing. He has those eyes. They're great he's eyes though. Eyes. He's got Sampaku eyes. Do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is. All right. So when I was on OKCupid, some guy messaged me and said, you have Sampaku eyes. And I was like, what does that mean? Basically, it's when you stare at something and you can see the bottom whites or the top whites, right? So when you're just staring. And so if you have bottom whites, it was like JFK, Marilyn Monroe. You're like destined for sadness in your life. So basically, he was like, "Your life's gonna be hard. Do you want to?" And then, <laughs> yeah, you have a tough road ahead of you. Let's yeah, uh, meet up. And at- Manson has the sympathetic eyes that go up uh-huh. above his eyes, Interesting. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have the lower ones, but I don't. Like, it just depends on the angle you're looking at me at. So- I think I just have like perpetually sleepy eyes. I just, <laughs> I just have like tired eyes. <laughs> Well, we're we're getting into it here, but um, we might as well just say it out loud. I, this is sounding a lot like your um, alto biography. Mm. Well, let's start from the beginning. I okay. remember being a 16-year-old girl, folding laundry, watching AMC, and Dog Day Afternoon came on. And I was like, who is that hunk <laughs> running around being like, you know, <laughs> tell him to put their guns down. <laughs> and... <laughs> I love that movie so much. And I was like, hey, dad, who's that guy? And she goes, that's Al Pacino. And I was like, that's Al Pacino? Because um, I knew who Al Pacino was. And then um, that's when it kind of started where I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Hollywood Video and Ooh. rent the full-on Dog Day Afternoon, watched it, loved it, fell in love, was like, this guy is an actor and he's a hunk. I'm into it. <laughs> 
And then it was the Godfather, Godfather 2. Then I just went after whatever was in the in the Hollywood video. They had Scarecrow there. I remember that. I watched Scarecrow. They had, um, I ordered online um, the Panic in Needle Park, but it was a uh, British, it was the British DVD. So I couldn't watch it for probably 10 years. No. <laughs> I was able to. Region two. Yeah. <laughs> So I just had, I just looked at it. I just looked at this DVD. Um, yeah. And then I just like watched pretty much like any Al Pacino I could get my hands on at the time. And it was like a deep dive. And then I was buying posters. I was buying, I have um, an old Dog Day Afternoon poster from the 70s. It's oh, all nice. kind of fucked up looking, but it's uh, one day I'll frame it. But I just like, fell in love with Al Pacino and became obsessed and I don't know why (laughs) I don't know what it was um to the point where when I was probably like 16 or 17 he was doing um uh a reading of uh what's it called Salome in oh yeah so I got tickets I drove out from Boston to watch him perform Salome I was waiting outside to meet him I was telling this old lady next to me, I was like, I came from Minnesota to see him. And then he walked by and the woman shouted at him like, she came from Minnesota. And he just turns and goes, Minnesota. And then (laughs) (laughs) signed my thing and was like, thanks for coming. I have the signed dollar somewhere. Um, And then I was so like fucking jacked on meeting him (laughs) that I drove four hours home like, till four in the morning to get back to Boston to like tell my family. Because oh, that's like awesome. Phone, right? Like being like, I ran Al Pacino. I, didn't, <laughs> well, I just didn't have a cell phone. Cell phones existed. I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then it like continued through college. So then it's weird because also my love of Al Pacino got me into wanting to make movies and like wanting to be more of an actor and a screenwriter Mm. because I wanted to make these mob movies where like a female was going to be the mob boss because I hadn't seen that and so it's so weird it's like the the reason I love my love for Al Pacino took me to film school to like want to be a filmmaker and then from there because I was also interested in comedy and music and all that stuff it all kind of like when I was making comic books so it's kind of like the love of Al Pacino completed the pyramid of what is Jenny Zagrino's uh, journey to her career of like comedy filmmaking screenwriting acting all that stuff so he's like you know the only way I made it better is if he was an Amadeus then I would like (laughs) Patrick's uh, number four movie of all time yeah Maybe so good. Number two movie of all time. I, I watch it sometimes, just like when I'm sad. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to watch Emma Dance. You know, I love that movie just because, like, as a as a fellow annoying laugher, seeing Mozart, like, I feel seen. <laughs> we both have that same annoying laugh. I'm like, oh yes, someone that finally <laughs> that finally gets it. <laughs> I can. I'll sometimes I will go on YouTube and I will just watch the scene with Salieri and Tom Hulse when they do the march and he walks in mm-hmm. and um and Mozart changes Salieri's piece and makes it apart from Figaro and I just will watch that like over and over again. oh man I'll watch the part where uh <laughs> I watch the part where uh he's like almost dying or whatever and he's like dancing in front of his father's like uh 
when Tom Hulse is dancing in front of his father's like painting or whatever, his like portrait, because he thinks his father is like ghost is haunting him. I don't know. For some reason, he's like kind of like besheveled and stuff. I don't yeah. know. Tom Hulse slaps. I wish he had more. Uh, it's crazy that like none of those actors, like the the three leads in that, uh, never uh, really had like they all had well, like success to a certain degree. Let me let me put the brakes on that. One of them was indicted for child pornography oh no that oh not talking about jeffrey joe that guy's a bad boy that guy stinks i'm, not, I'm talking about elizabeth barrage no 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 he's not in the big three and don't get me wrong i like him in the movie he's evil he's evil he's a bad man oh is he uh our stamps.com creep oh, of the week oh he is yeah, actually dude he's come up a lot lately yeah he yeah he's, he's come up a lot because he's in devil's advocate yeah dude oh, he's yeah, Advocate. <laughs> I forgot it all comes around, man. It all yeah. comes around. But but uh F. Murray Abraham went he's a professor he became a professor at NYU for acting. Really? I believe. Oh, and then okay. he did theater. So I actually saw him in the Merchant of Venice live, and it was unbelievable. He was so good at it. And then Tom Hulse, he <laughs> produced Green Day's album. Did you know what? that? No. What? No. <laughs> yes, Tom Hulse produced Green Days. Let me just get this one. Oh, man. Uh, there we go. That explains it. Yeah, of course, Patrick. We also just saw F. Murray Abraham in Scarface. Oh, yeah. What a classic uh, What a classic moment in cinema history. What he's in um, he's <laughs> in the Grand Budapest Hotel as well. Yeah. Tom Hulse's? Uh, Mur- F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking right now at a picture of Billy Joe Armstrong and uh, Tom Hulse in a scarf, and it is... <laughs> why not why not <laughs> hollywood baby produced the theater so he tom hulse just moved in like they all like basically they all uh well except for tom because he did not win best actor that year even though they both were nominated for mm-hmm. um they both went into theater mm. but you know they, who didn't al pacino he's still making movies <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> he does so, it all he does it all he does i love al pacino um, I haven't watched his movies recently just because I don't watch any movies, but I love him and uh, he is amazing and can do very little wrong in my heart um, until, you know, until some real dirty facts come out and then I'll be mad. <laughs> I don't know. I think that <laughs> I have a feeling that would have happened. I don't know. He seems so like, stu- like, he seems like so like. He wants to be funny, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would yeah. love. I would. I think he would love to do a comedy, but he just can't. <laughs> he's um. I think he's weird, but he's <laughs> um. He's not like creepy weird. I think he's just like. Gen- he yeah. He's like the supreme level of actor weird. Yeah. 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 And it's like also like part of that thing too, where like he's been a, a huge star for so long that that weirdness just creeps up on you you know like yeah. when you've lived in your weird little actor bubble for so long well i mean he al pacino is a character and he's a character in jack and jill of course because he's playing himself yeah that, that, that is him that was just uh they filmed that documentary style dunkachino <laughs> all the time and it makes me so happy i like when al pacino does shit like that Although, okay, I did see that fucking movie. Uh, what was the really horrible one with J-Lo? Oh, uh, Geely. 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 I saw Geely because I knew Al Pacino was in it. So I was like, you know what? I'll just see him and get my money back. 
and motherfuckers <laughs> not till the end of the movie. Oh, that's good to know. That's Ooh. we've got we've got that coming up. Oh yeah. no. We're going to be going into for, the for, for, for a, a truly psychedelic episode on the horizon <laughs> called Weird Pacino, in which we're going to be watching Dick Tracy, Jack and Jill, and Geely. Good one. Yeah, Dick Tracy's probably the quality of the uh, quality of Oscar the nominated. He was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, he was nominated. Role. You're right. <laughs> which kind of rules? I love that. It's but like when, cool. I love Dick Tracy. When you were describing Jenny earlier, kind of Al Pacino being the nexus of like dreams and career. <laughs> also, I like a picture of him at the Duck Cheeto ad said, Don't mind if I do. <laughs> like, <right in> <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Pretty much exactly how it happened. Oh. Don't mind if I do. America's greatest actor. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like um like him and De Niro are kind of like you know they're always like paired together but I just feel like Al Pacino's like De Niro I've embraced De Niro's De Niro-ness I feel like Al Pacino probably secretly in his heart still wants to like be a Shakespearean actor which he is as well if you've seen Looking for Richard great film on the horizon um next week we will be covering Looking for Richard along with uh Patrick I might as well breaking Academy Academy News Got it in the mail today. The Al Pacino and Actors Vision box set. Very oh, out of print. What's in it? Looking for Richard, the local stigmatic Chinese coffee and Babylonia, a documentary. Those are the ones I haven't been able to get. I haven't <laughs> been able to find Chinese coffee. It's not I streaming. I, I think I did see the local stigmata. Um, and then the Babylon one, no, I don't know. Oh, well, I got to come over and hold your baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get get into this like the true peak of the dvd era in which a absolute vanity project for an actor gets a full-scale box set of all of his like wait i've never heard of that movie movies but yeah well um uh i'll try and i watched chinese coffee already this is little uh hey you want to know how the how the the bread is buttered on the academy academy mm. watch chinese coffee already i'll finish the rest and then if you want to drop by patrick i'll let you borrow the box <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go that that's how movies are watched in the academy academy oh, yeah. I think what else is part of my al pacino oeuvre? i don't know yours is this is an epic story i mean you've met the man himself I and mean, you're the first guest to have met him yeah that we've had i've seen him but i did not talk to him Mm-mm um he's short um yeah. which is fine um <laughs> also a taurus if you guys want the real inside scoop on Alex. <laughs> um born night and these were 1940 yeah he's 81 years old yeah just Dang. recently 81. happy birthday big man yeah also he's got twin he's got twin kids i did uh instagram stalk his daughter for a minute and i was like oh okay uh that wasn't being too creepy um but yeah i just like uh i just i love his work and he's also very like oh what's the movie where he's got lee strausberg in it but he's like a huge lee strausberg godfather 2 was that one lee strausberg's the uh hyman roth in godfather he's in another one oh Oh. i don't know if we've uh got there yet um i'll have to google that um yeah and then like because i have memories of like uh coming home from school and i would go we had this 
re- this this grocery store in Minneapolis called Byerly's. Mm-hmm. And they had this fucking dope salad bar. And I would just go get a salad after school and then go home and just watch The Godfather. Just like until someone told me to stop. <laughs> Injustice for All, maybe? I loved Injustice for All. No, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't love it. I thought it was good. Um, uh, <laughs> I would feel weird because I just think like I would always quote Al Pacino in school and no one understood what the fuck That's, well, we're, what we're finding out is he's more, much more of a niche actor yeah. than, 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 than we all thought. Courtroom's out of order, and no one knows what I'm talking about. You're you're the first guest who I think has named more than two Al Pacino (laughs) movies that we had. And uh, you know, we've got this theory that it's because he had he didn't have like a um like in the last twenty years didn't have like a Devil Wears Prada type movie that brought him back into younger audience, the younger audiences fold. He hasn't had a younger audience. I guess, yeah, he's kind of just maintaining his, like, older white man grip with uh, the Irishman. (laughs) He is, I mean, like, he's, like, it's amazing. I mean, you know, God bless him. It took him until he was, like, 80 for it to happen. He officially, like, went from being, oh, yeah, he's getting old to, like, oh, no, he's old. (laughs) Like, I love the guy. I mean, like, I guess uh, he's doing this new Ridley Scott movie, The House of Gucci. That everyone is in, cool. and he's one. Wait, didn't he have one where he plays kind of like? Oh no 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 no! It was it was the HBO movie where he played um, uh, fucking Paterno Specter Kevorkian. Specter, Specter. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. Kevorkian one yet. I got to watch that. The, one. His trilogy of uh, creepo true stories. Yeah. <laughs> It's a dirty grandpa trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but I guess um, the Gucci family said that he was too old, fat, and short to play to play wow. the patriarch of the Gucci family. And I was like, "How dare you, sir?" <laughs> he can do whatever he feels like, but he is kind of um, looking kind of hobbity these days. Yeah, it's just a little. He's an old guy. He wears a very thin um, scarf sometimes. Like, well, yeah. like, what does that even do for you? <laughs> he still like rocks like the like black leather jacket, the black shirt with the um, collar that's open down halfway. Yeah. Down, with all the all the gold chains and his yeah. sunglasses. He rocks. He totally rules. I love him. He definitely has hair plugs too, or a wi- or a wig. I think he wears we, a wig. We'll be talking about um, Al Pacino's hair in the second what? portion of the show and the cruising section of the show because we got some we have some hair stories from the source last couple of things his performance in angels in america so fucking good yeah as that wormy little lawyer i didn't like you know like the uh i watched and i thought it was great and then i started learning about i saw that um oh my god what was the documentary that came out about him Oh, uh, they, they've done a couple. Uh, former guest uh, Graham High produced one called Where's My Roy Cohn? Yes, Where's My Roy Cohen? Cohen's such a good film. And then I was like, oh my God, that's who Al Pacino was playing. That makes <laughs> so much sense. And he was so fucking good at it. At the end, where he's going around in the hospital talking to uh, um, uh, the Meryl Streep ghost. Oh, <laughs> Ethel, Ethel Rosenberg. Ethel Rosenberg. Yes. It was so good. Ah, oh, he was great in that. He was also very good in The Merchant of Venice. 
Um, and then all we have to know is that after he made the movie Revolution, he didn't make films for like four years after that. Yeah, yeah, he 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 went into a hiatus where he was just like, I have had enough of this shit. But then he returned <laughs> with Sea of Love. <laughs> and then Scarface. Oh, of course, of course, oh. Scarface. We love we definitively all loved Scarface on oh, that episode. Like, the movie slaps. Um, in like one of the Scarface um uh, like box sets. Uh, where they interviewed, they interviewed like a bunch of rappers yeah, to be yeah. like, Scarface, how it changed my life. And it's like, they all missed the point. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. One of them was like, oh yeah. And then he dies at the end, which means like, he's <laughs> money is bad. They're all just like, he made it to the top of his game. And then it's like, they never finished the movie. And then they sent an army to kill him and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> well, a fun thing though, is if uh... <laughs> I know his sister got shot. All, all, his Dina. Cool, all his cool friends died. Yeah, I know yeah, all of his best friends. <laughs> big um, Nick, Little Nick. Yeah, big Nick, <laughs> Little Nick, yeah. All the Nicks. Um, yeah. A fun fact is, uh, you know, he may have died in the movie, but if you played the Starface, like, GTA clone, the video game, it starts off where you're in the that place where he got shot, and he just, like, stands up. <laughs> he survives. Like, he made it. He made it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm alive, I guess. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's one of those things like, um, like, you know, uh, like, like the Mandela effect that a lot of people have, like, uh, Scarface didn't die. <laughs> That's not the ending I saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was a Mandela effect. I just thought that the game just started to treat the like, um, <laughs> that was Sinbad was in a genie movie. Oh, yeah. He, in the uh, 90s. Wait, was it Sinbad or was it Shaq? Well, Shaq was, but then they like did a poll of a bunch of millennials and they're like, Dude, was there a movie that came out in the 90s where Sinbad, the comedian, played a genie? And apparently like something like 70 to 80% of them said, yes, I saw that movie. I owned the video. And that does not exist. It never happened. Shazam was it? I thought it was Shazam. But that's when Shaq is in. Okay. Yeah. Kazam? Shazam? It doesn't Kazam. matter. No, it's Kazam. Shazam came out recently with Chuck from the TV show Chuck. Oh. But um, but yeah, I think maybe perhaps it's just a lot of like people who think, no, he he kept on running the world. Yeah, things I were just, great. Just like the idea of yeah, he, said, he said, "I'm glad my sister's dead," and then he went on. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been wild if he had just defeated that army at the end of it and was like, "Oh God, I still have George." <laughs> Uh, everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> All my choices have been validated, baby. <laughs> it's like uh, walking on sunshine comes on on the soundtrack, and that's yeah. that. <laughs> that uh, one song that's uh, <laughs> what's that '90s song? Uh, what's like? Uh, oh, uh, how about uh, Chumba Wumba? Like oh, I get knocked and down yeah. and I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a good uh, Pacino will rise again. Yeah, the Scarface. Yeah. He did it. Guys, he's in charge. Oh, I get knocked out. And then the screen fades to black with him like fist bumping. Like (laughs) (laughs) overall of the dead army in his living room. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh call Brian De Palma and let's reshoot that ending. Yeah. (laughs) 81 year old Pacino doing it. They do the Irishman CGI on him, where like he yeah. looks young, but he has like the 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 curvature of an old man. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. I have to, God, I gotta watch that movie. So uh, four hours we, 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 we might save it because 
hint, hint, we might be talking about the Irishman down the line, but um, okay. I always like the, 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 the theory that because all of the memories are from Robert De Niro's, he's telling the story. And if you think about like a memory of you, like going places or like walking around, you don't really remember your gait or how you walked as a young person, but you kind of remember your face and how you looked. Hell and so he walks like an old man because he doesn't remember how he, it, you know, it's all in his, uh, from his point of view. No, that's a great fucking theory for some film nerds. Am I doing work for the movie there? We all know. <laughs> they just fucked up and no one thought of that. <laughs> well, I heard a story that apparently like, the first day Pacino got to set, he had to like take a seat in this chair and Scorsese stopped him. He goes, Al, you sat down like a man in their late seventies. You got to like, and Al's like, Oh, I got a lot to think about here. (laughs) 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 And I can imagine like, how does a young person move when you haven't done it for in forever and you have no practice at it whatsoever? How does Scorsese sit? He probably sits like an old man too. Yeah. Yeah. So they gotta get some young. We're all gonna be sitting like old men or ladies someday. Yeah, that's true. Can get a body double, a young Pacino body double. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I I think that yeah, because I think that they had talked about like doing something like they did in Social Network with it was just like a face. You replace the face onto a body of a younger person, but they wanted um, the entire idea was that if you have them. You want the full, you want all of Robert De Niro. You want all of Al Pacino to do all their stuff. And so they did it that way instead. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's you, don't, you, don't want like, you don't want like a thin wit rock with Robert De Niro's face uncannily yeah. valleyed onto it. It pops a shirt. It's Ryan yeah. Gosling's body. <laughs> like all the, all the actors who are always told like, you look like a young Al Pacino. Who are <laughs> like, oh, now's my time. I can finally play the young version of this actor and then cgi was like nope yeah i mean I, yeah taking people's jobs taking people's yeah ryan gosling and finn whitrock and jake gyllenhaal they were just uh they're they're on the poverty line yeah right now <laughs> they just the irishman like killed their careers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could just have al pacino forever <laughs> every movie Al Pacino Al Pacino is the Eternals all of them every every single one of them every Eternal yep he's all the chipmunks and Alvin and the chipmunks yep he's Alvin he's Simon you bet your ass he's Theodore too okay good I was concerned (laughs) yeah no actually no they got a they got a Wallace Shawn for Theodore Okay, that, oh, love it. I love two De Niro's and a Wallace Sean. They yeah. couldn't afford the trio. <laughs> two De Niro's and a Sean. <laughs> it's me, I'm Theodore. Is that your Wallace Sean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little rude. Yeah, a little rude. A, for me. I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about anymore. Oh, he's, um, well... He's known a lot, of, but uh, probably you would know him from Princess Bride. He's the, what does he say? Inconceivable? Oh, the little guy. Yeah. 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 He's in a lot of stuff. I'm Theodore. That's what it would more sound like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am Theodore. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like my dinner with Theodore, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he still yeah. act? Is he dead? Is he- He's around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what did, uh, I don't know. I, 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 um, I've met him. Ooh. There's, that's my story. 
but uh, yeah, we'll save that for our Wallace Shawn season. We should yeah. probably uh, get <laughs> finally get to our films. <laughs> um, so first up, 1973, Serpico, directed by Sidney Lumet, screenplay by Waldo Salt and Norman Wexler, based on Peter Moss's book. Uh, the budget of the film was $3.3 million, but keep that in mind, that is 1973 prices. Uh, box office was $23.4 million to $29.8 million. They didn't really, their accounting was a little all over the place. The movie, uh, just a moment here, and I will find the correct page. Um, the movie currently has a 90%. On Rotten Tomatoes. As it should. A website remarked Pacino's ferocious performance. The film was nominated for two, count them, two Academy Awards, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Actor, Al Pacino. And uh, Al won the Gigi that year for Best Actor, but did not win. uh, But uh, this is kind of... um, you know, he was, he had already done The Godfather, but this was kind of his big, like, st- name above the credits, mm-hmm. starring role, kind of, he again, a familiar name to the Academy Academy Lord, produced by Martin Bregman, who did, who also produced Scarface, Sea of Love, Carlito's Way. He's a uh, longtime, he was his, fan. he was his manager, and then he became a producer, but they are, um, he was one of Pacino's guys um and yeah this is clearly like i mean he is the a name above the title he is the title character he's in what would you say every shot almost yeah like, of this is- movie i mean this is a this is as much of a starring like leading role as one could get I like think, i think this is like the film that we've seen of him where he is in like i feel like i'm trying to think of another maybe with dog day afternoon is the only other one where like he is in like legit but even in Dog Day Afternoon, they focus on Charles Durning. Like, they focus on other characters. Like, this movie yeah. is 90- people, people come in and out of his lives in this one, but he's always in it. Like, oh, you don't yeah. really, like, his poor girlfriends. I mean, you don't. Yeah. Oh, man. God. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, they're well, the funniest part is that they have the same name. Like, one is Lori and one is Leslie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how... <laughs> Man, it was a different time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I I got the book, and I'm about fifty pages in, and I'm it's a really good book. I'm enjoying it. I just didn't have time to finish it. Um, the real Serpico, real ladies' man himself. He was he was a he was a man about town. He uh, when he when they caught up with him in the book, he had three girlfriends. Was he in Switzerland at the time? Where did he go to? Uh, he yeah he he lives in to this day I believe he lives in Europe. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, but I he's, would too if my city tried to kill me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if every if every city official had you was was up for killing you. <laughs> oh man! From the mayor on down. Yeah, we're going all the way to the mayor. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing like lived in performance. I mean, we were joking about his um hair and his facial hair in this and yeah. he, he definitely goes through if it isn't the look of the week it's the looks of the week because he's got so many of them throughout the film uh they shot the film backwards uh because they had him grow out the beard and the hair 
And then as they progressed, they would kind of monitor him and slowly but surely trim his hair and trim his beard until they get to the beginning where he's a fresh-faced guy, cadet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and this movie was shot on like a, um, like shot in the summer of 73 and released at Christmas. They they turned it around in like four months. Yeah, they were basically like, they said he was getting Lamette was getting up to like 35 setups per day and they were sending the footage to the editor who was doing scenes on a day-to-day basis to get them out to sound she had about like 72 hours per scene or something like that to get the entire thing taken care of. it's edited by a woman uh yeah dd allen who also edited um dog day afternoon and uh kind of legendary editor yeah leave did um Boy, I believe, forgive me, listeners, if I screw this up, uh, Jaws as well. Oh, that's so I cool. I believe. Yeah, one of the one of the all-time greats of the editing field. And um, boy, a hell of a job on the rush that they did. Because this movie, you know, it doesn't feel shoddy. It no. feels like It feels like a, you know, big movie of 1973. Yeah. Very, very street level. I think... Um, yeah, I did read one review though that's that suggested it's like, yeah, it's just kind of these episodes where he just continues to meet dirtier and dirtier cops, and he's <laughs> and the, there is only one decent man in New York City, and that is Frank Serpico, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he is played in this very. Um, they all seem really in awe of him, like the real guy, and like like Pacino on down. They're like this guy rules. He sticks to his guns. He dresses great. He's a ladies' man. He gets yep. to move to Switzerland when this is over. He's got the, that great dog. Oh man! I mean, oh, that and, dog is amazing. Absolute and, dog of the week, no question about oh, that. Stamps.com dog of the week. Yeah. And also, 100%. he has like a, a bird and a mouse. Like this guy, loves, he's a regular Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude's a damn Doolittle. That would have made the new one way more successful had it been Frank Serpico <laughs> on a boat with a bunch of talking animals. <laughs> Yeah, on his way to Switzerland. I would say, uh, what is it? Robert Downey Jr. was him. Mm-hmm. It could be he could be a new Serpico. They did like a remake of Serpico, which what a, what a time to be talking about Serpico about dirty cops. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the movie played um, very prescient this time around. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah and 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 it doesn't sugarcoat it in any like the cops suck like they're they're really bad and they're assholes not not the only cop that's like semi-likable is maybe tony roberts he's not Uh, even a cop he works for the mayor oh you're right shit what a weird they're not not wrong okay this might be very conspiratory theory or whatever but i feel like everyone's like there's an up in crime there's an up in crime right now and i'm like Maybe the cops are kind of being like, well, you don't like us, fucking. Oh, I don't. I think I don't think that that's too far down the line I in the conspiracy route. I think it's a hundred percent. Yeah, we we friends with cops on this show. Because <laughs> what if what if that we we had these bizarre upticks in downloads in New York oh, the last yeah. few weeks? Oh, what if it is? What if it is the <laughs> Policeman's Benevolent Society or something like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, we just got 70 downloads from the Knights of Columbus? Yeah, I know. You know, these guys, they got a lot of smart things to say about Meryl Streep. They don't like cops? Yeah. What? 
What? Go kill him. <laughs> no. Oh, we po- two idiot podcasters end up dead. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, uh, I have been like uh, manhandled by a cop before. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but uh, when I lived no. in Chi- when I lived in Chinatown one time, uh, uh, I'd taken some Z-Quil because I need to sleep. You know, that's why I take it. And uh, it was like midnight. And uh, there was like a lot of ruckus at that apartment complex I lived in, to put it politely. Like to give you an idea, like when I was walking up to my apartment room, like the like that night, the 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 stairs were covered in vomit, and I was like, "Oh, cool, one of those type of days." But uh, uh a lot like, of ruckus, yeah, a lot of ruckus. <laughs> but at like around like you know twelve twelve thirty a.m., I get like knocks on the door, like you know, police, 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 and I think it's like in my head, I think it's like the people. Uh, like that had vomited because sometimes you know people would say shit and like you know try to mess with you and i was like i'm trying to sleep let me go to bed and they keep knocking saying police i'm like you're not the police like because i've never had the police knock on my door either right and i'm like this is bullshit you're not the police leave me alone and so they start trying to slam my door like you know kick my door down and i'm like oh, okay i'm gonna open the door and see what's up which is probably a stupid idea in retrospect like don't open the door when they're trying to kick it down well no maybe it was probably good in the end but uh Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> like, if you're going to break through, might as well keep the door intact. But then I, I, I open the door. I walk out. There's like four police officers. One takes me, puts my hands behind my back, oh. slams me against the wall. And then they go into my apartment, uh, you know, without like any kind of whatever. Uh, they take my roommate at the time. Uh, they drag him out of bed in his damn underpants and then put him on the ground like in his underwear on the floor, dirty floor, like, you know, of our apartment complex. And then they like, just like look into our room. It turns out someone uh, was screaming about committing suicide or they were having suicidal thoughts and they were screaming it. And the police had the wrong room number. Oh man. (laughs) And then, and they did not like, and they didn't even like apologize. They're like, you know, why didn't you look through the peephole or whatever? And, you know, I guess like in retrospect, I probably, but I was like, I don't know. I'd, it was just one of those things where, uh, yeah, it was sucks. So like, it yeah. might be pretty fucking surreal to have a bunch weird. of cops also, outside your house. That's why yeah. you didn't look through the roof. Through the also, damn also, like, like if you're gonna like deal with like this, like the way they treated, not a great way to deal with someone who's contemplating suicide. I know. <laughs> that makes no sense. We're gonna beat the shit out of you. That'll make you not want to do anything. I yeah. think they were like, oh fuck, oh shit, it's not the person we thought. <laughs> You know, just tell them that we thought they were in danger. That's- yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, whatever. You know. Oh, it was across the street. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, was- oh, no. I, oh, no. I think Serpico is a, is a, uh, you know, a big, uh, what is it, flare, a big warning flare as to the, the dirtiness of the police department, and they are not to be trusted. Serpico's told us Al Pacino has simply been the messenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all these theories, I think, uh, you know, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. No, we're going to get, yeah, I'll be murdered later. I mean, day. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. I'm not going to be murdered. It's all good. Yeah. I think good. Frank Serpico would, you would agree. Yeah. But yeah. oh my God. I mean, like, I was just thinking about that part where, like, he goes to meet the cops in the park and they're all just like lounging in the park as he's walking up I'm like what a scary sight a bunch of plain clothes cops just like lounging in the park like yeah you gotta take that money or not what's going on serpico yeah. <laughs> old serpy I just, uh, uh 
uh, his when they when they wire his jaw shut when he gets shot in the face when he's talking like this, it's not any different than the way he normally speaks in that movie. <laughs> like any Al Pacino person is just like put your mouth together like this, and there's yeah. a green one pressure like a young Al Pacino. Who is it? Who's the actor who does a really good young Al Pacino? Um, he's on the Simpsons. Simon Helberg. No, that's Nick, Nicholas Cage. My bad. My brain. Well, um, I mean, the one I the one I love um, is on. Um, did you all see that episode of um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie took on the role of Serpico as the show progressed to the point where he was wearing the full costume? <laughs> he was <laughs> he was tape recording all of his friends. <laughs> and it's it, it, it's it was it's just a masterpiece. Oh, wait, is that where that meme picture comes from with him in the in the headband with the sunglasses pointing to a wall? No, no, that's that's the one where they get jobs. And okay. they go no, they 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 pull a secret of my success where they go to an office building and um just say they work there. Oh wow. Like the film. But uh no, this one is um Dennis and Frank get a cop car from a junkyard and then buy uniforms and immediately begin abusing every bit of <laughs> the power that comes with that. And, and at first, Charlie's with them, but then he decides he doesn't want, he's, he's going to bust these crooked cops. So he becomes Serpico. <laughs> it's really, really, really wonderful. He does a great impression because he gets... Um, you know, we get it definitely in this one. Uh, Al Pacino's run and how he runs after people is and Charlie kind of hunches down and he doesn't like he, Al doesn't have the longest of uh, stride. So he's kind of like he's like the <laughs> like he, but his, his his feet are like um, the roadrunners in the cartoon. It kind of turns into like a, there's smoke behind them and they start swir- swirling. <laughs> episode it's really it's but yeah it's really funny and um but yeah his i mean I'm, yeah i think you're right like he hadn't this is the first one of al's movies where he's kind of like here's kind of what i do and i'm getting into it i'm not all i'm gonna i'm gonna mix it up every once in a while still but this is kind of how you're gonna know me as kind of like i go up i go down i go up i go down you know? <laughs> oh man I and love it. Put their guns down. That's yeah, it. push your guns down. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this movie has some of the best dancing from Al Pacino. No. Yes. Well. No. On the next film, we're we, we are not there, there yet. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, didn't, yes. I, didn't say, I didn't say it was the best. I mean, we have learned he dances in quite a few of his movies. I would he, say he moves his body in a sporadic nature. <laughs> I would call it necessarily. Yes. He's a very idiot. He has a very idiosyncratic boogie. Yeah, I, 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 almost all of them. It's it does seem like it's the first time he's ever heard music. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, this is. I can get into this. <laughs> like, he likes it. Yeah. He's not. He's not confused by it. He really likes it a lot. He just. It's just new to him. He dances the way like a uh, like a very fancy person in like a Cheetos commercial from the '90s would dance when Chester Cheetah comes in and brings funky music with them. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, like, why am I dancing? Wait a second. This is this. I don't do this normally. Yeah, he's like a square who learns how to dance funky. Yeah. I think too. Al Pacino's look in this movie pretty much like solidified uh, what I would find sexually attractive for like twenty years. <laughs> Just, like, I, facial hair, as much hair as possible, <laughs> coming out of everything, out of inc- every part. Incredible hats. Oh, all of his hats and his his shirts look so comfortable. Like imagine, like that's the kind of shirt. Like when I get really, if the time comes that I get really like comfortable and just accepting of fatherhood and just kind of like being around, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm almost forty. I'm gonna start wearing shirts like that. This kind of flow and kind of around there. Yeah, I think so. And then those great hats. I mean, all of his. He just keeps one up in them too with his hats his hat game and then when he shows up as the rabbi he like just like it's like it's like there it is i've done it all <laughs> oh yeah that that's also part of my sexual desire <laughs> as the rabbi i'm looking right now at um at some pictures we've got the beanie which is great i love the beanie oh man and you've got the weird bucket hat where he's playing with the mouse <laughs> oh my favorite Pacino, Mouse Pacino. I love it. I love it. If there were trading cards of different Pacinos, that would be my prize mm. Pacino card. A rare Pacino. Yeah. Ooh, a rare Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> a rare Pacino. <laughs> but I, I, it almost feels like a joke sometimes. Where he's like, like they'll cut to the next seat. He's like lounging. I'm like, whoa, that's what Serpico's wearing now. That's crazy. <laughs> Can't get any wackier. I'll tell you what, if the if the if the commission that was against him though wanted to look into him, I would say, were you taking money to afford this extravagant wardrobe and all of your costumes? Mm. On a policeman's budget? Nope. <laughs> no. No, no, Sorry, no. Sorry, I'm no. like, I'm very much right now looking into mustache Al Pacino. We'll, we'll po- fan favorite. He didn't have the thick mustache for long in the film him. but it was uh, a cool it was a cool look he's he good. he, he can pull off a mustache and he's dressed like he works at the dock hello <laughs> oh, yeah. like i said like i said this uh, before the recording it was like uh he did a say he pulled a santa claus on jerry garcia <laughs> yeah. and yeah throughout the movie he's slowly turning into jerry garcia he accidentally you know jerry garcia was delivering you know parcels of weed on on his chip on his uh, through his chimney and he looked up and screamed at him, and Jerry fell. Oh, I mean, Bob Weir and Phil Lesh looked over one day <laughs> at a show at the Warfield in San Francisco in 77, and all of a sudden, who's on lead guitar and singing? Frank Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> I think Al Pacino's look in this movie can best be described as a man who sells homemade cheese at a farmer's market. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was one thing I read, actually, about the real Frank Serpico. <laughs> He's a real foodie. He is a real foodie. And he would go all over New York looking for the best pursuit and shit like that. That's awesome. <laughs> he's whimsical. I love this whimsical oh, man. He, yeah, they, uh, he's, a, he's a man of great interest. The ballet and the opera were very real interests to Frank Serpico, who's still around. He's still yeah. with us. I think like Frank Serpico was the, he was like the cop where the being a cop didn't define him. Like now- you see cops and it's just like they're everything is I'm a cop. I'll, I'll run for the blue. Blah, 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 I'm a cop. And Frank was like, I'm a cop during the day and at night I have a, you know, a zoo. <laughs> Back in the 1970s when you could have a variety of interests and we're yeah. not just defined yeah. by your job. Yeah, before, oh, yeah. What a telling scene, too. I love the party scene that he goes to 
Mm. And a couple of things that stuck out to me was one, how uncomfortable everyone got when she said he was a cop. Yeah. And then oh. two, and he points it out. Everyone says, I do this, but I'm trying to be this, which is really interesting. Like very real as someone who like lives that life themselves. Yeah. Like I, w- yeah. I was like, Oh, that's a little close to home. I, I should be living like Frank where I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I know yeah. I would be a terrible cop. <laughs> you would 100% I'll back you up on that I was like I don't want to go in no I don't want come on no yeah let it go <laughs> no, no, it'll work itself out <laughs> your drugs on you you know just be careful <laughs> do you I I hold the record for the uh quickest to get discovered as an undercover cop <laughs> <laughs> Point of point of pride in my police career. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm no surfical. Although I, I, I think the Jen would be stunned that if all that happened, all of a sudden I start coming home, beard grown longer. Like, what's happening? I'm like, I'm just very passionate about the job. Yeah. <laughs> I have a mouse now. Can't bring it on strange pets. <laughs> you have a parrot again. Yeah. Yeah, he has so many pets. I'm like standing there, like with the parrots on my arm, like, what? What's going on? <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> you look great on the motorcycle, the two of them together. Boy, talk about like high 70s level hunks and babes. Oh, I heard too that a big deal was that his first girlfriend was the girlfriend of the producer. And, um, the original director did not want to cast her and it was bye-bye because <laughs> he didn't get it. But uh, John G. Alvinson was the original director and he, of course, went on to direct Rocky. So everything went okay for him. I feel like Al Pacino has a track record of dating his, uh, the people he, he date, is dating in the movies. Mm-hmm. Dating in real life. Didn't he date Diane Keaton for a bit? He did. Yeah. He, uh, Al Pacino has had a, you know, many, many famous girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, Diane? She hey. did it. Uh, she was with, uh, I think she was with Beatty for a spell, too. Wow. wow. Good for her. Never married. Living her life. Yeah. Just, just like Al. Ne- Al's never been married. But yeah, that is true. Does Diane Keaton have kids? I don't know. Well, we'll have yeah. to wait for the Diane Keaton season to uh, dig deep. <laughs> I just like to imagine Dan Keaton calling Warren Beatty over the phone and being like, do Bullworth again for old time's sake. <laughs> <Yeah, I know. laughs> it, just, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> it just makes me, I, I love the joie de vivre of Bullworth. Do oh, Bullworth how again. many times Bullworth has come up a handful of times love, on our show. I love, weird, I love that weird man. <laughs> you know, it's weird, but I mean, I, like I said, I remember I liked it the one time I saw it. I'd like to see it again one of these days. But um, yeah, I think... Um, You know, this time around at Serpico, I did feel it does not have the um, kind of the vibrancy that Lamette and Pacino's next collaboration, Dog Day Afternoon, has. It's it's a I hesitate to use the word slog, but it is a little bit. Its pace is slower. It's not as action packed. You know, there's you would think it would be if you're talking about dirty cops, right? Yeah, I thought there'd be more like foot chases and fights and cars and stuff. I mean, but but it it felt very 70s to me. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like yeah. Serpico feels 
very 70s cinema to me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it just felt it just was. I remember when I first I first heard about it and boy, like I think, well, that's my biggest problem is that I can't be like a great cop named Don Saunderson. But if my name was Frank Serpico, everyone would be like, yeah, I, I buy know, it. Saunderson's a pretty good cop name. He you think it's a like, good cop name? Be like the the super cool sexy cop <laughs> i'd be like why like, well, I, 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 well no exactly i thought i'd be like ed exley in la confidential the nerd and <laughs> the glasses who's like now i'm the captain <laughs> I, think, I think i'm the i'm the fat guy that gets killed <laughs> that's my cop i'm that guy whoever that wonderful actor is <laughs> i think john i think i think you are the um david harbour mm. Ooh, that's very good thing. That's a Don Saunderson role. Uh, I'm more of a small town cop than I'm a big city cop. cop. I think yeah. we'll. Um, I think First that year. that's. I think that that's pretty clear. And Patrick, I think you just work for the DA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the sleep. <laughs> I think no. I think um yeah, because I would be the kind of guy who's like, wait a second, a murder in our town? That never happens. See, I'd be the guy. <laughs> Should we call I'd... the FBI? No, I can handle it. <laughs> I'd be the guy who uh, they think uh, he's the DA initially when they meet him, but then uh, it turns out, surprise, I'm the secretary. The DA is really Meg Ryan. Oh, there's a twist. What the heck? I'm the DA. I can be the DA. Oh, and, uh, and Tom Hanks is is in like the DTF. And drug, oh, drug test, drug and alcohol? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> GTF. I thought he just said he was down to fuck. I was like, <laughs> no, that's what the name of the movie is, though, because oh. they both work for um, DEA and let's say Tom Hanks is FBI, but they're both uh, DTF. DTF. There is oh. the movie right there. there it's go. a romantic comedy about yeah. um, <laughs> a shitty uh, federal <laughs> law enforcement. <laughs> a Nancy Myers joint. <laughs> yeah. Nancy Myers presents Sicario 3. <laughs> Nancy Myers presents Sicario 3. I I would have, I think movies would be over and I would be a worthy end to oh, movies yeah. if Nancy Myers directed a Sicario film. Oh, that would rule. Give me that. Benicio del Toro has his pick of the directors for Sicario 3 and it's Nancy Myers. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of footage of Josh Brolin and Emily Blunt eating really fancy uh, charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> set to like Nora Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yes, give me this movie. Yeah. Walk, are, are they? Are there any assassinations in this movie? None. 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 No. no. They're having fun. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of delightful people living in Santa Barbara. Yeah, just living their life. The DEA is silly as a goofball now. <laughs> no, you know, that's, you, that's the you, know, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. The DEA. Yeah. What a bad thing. But yeah, I, I, I you know, back to Serpico. I, I yeah. definitely think like this is an epitome of a 70s style movie. What did we think of like Al Pacino in the film? I mean, we've, it, you know, I think he's really good. I think he's great. I think he's great in this. I think Al Pacino um, is very good at being um, the uh, he's the <clears throat> observer almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Al Pacino plays a lot, which I like. He is the little boy in the Emperor's New Clothes. Mm. Al Pacino plays a lot of characters where they're calling out bullshit. Like even in Dog Day Afternoon, 
he does it in his own way of being like i'm just trying to you know like uh when he's explaining you know um how can you expect someone to survive on this kind of money and of course i'm robbing a bank like all this stuff it's like well yeah all that shit totally makes sense Mm -hmm. and yeah and you know in the godfather he kind of plays that role too um until it becomes him oh Um, yeah but al pacino's definitely like a you know, Al Pacino is uh, the our eyes of uh, of truth in in the films. Yeah, he yeah. definitely plays a lot of like idealist dreamers yeah. who get run over yeah. by the way things are. <laughs> yes, and loses. Oh, yeah. nine, you know, almost 100% of the time he loses. Although, like, this is what I like about Serpico is this is, like, one of the rare movies where he's, like, I feel like Serpico, he's, like, odd and esoteric, but I don't think he's, like, a loser. I wouldn't call him. No, I, he's cool. He's, like, he's, like, he's he cool. rules, yeah. Yeah. He slaps in this movie, so it's kind of, it was kind of nice for once uh, seeing uh, Al Pacino, because it's, like, I feel like it's, like, literally it's, like, this movie. And I guess the Godfather. That's pretty much the, the two movies we've covered where he plays. Oh, he's I guess pretty, the devil. He's pretty cool in Death the Devil. Yeah, he's pretty cool as the devil. He's a cool devil. Yeah, he's a cool <laughs> devil. Cool devil. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, pretty much top to bottom. He's, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's usually cast off, fired, killed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, goes goes to jail. I mean, even it's it's scarecrow catatonic. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh yeah, he goes cat. Why does he go catatonic and scarecrow again? He's a complete just breakdown. Oh yeah. 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 The prison was not good for prison. Old, was prison old not Mr. Scarecrow for yeah. Lion? No. Hi, <laughs> my name's Lionel. No, I don't like that name. I'm gonna call you Lion. <laughs> it's a little cutie in that movie that also scarecrow for me too is a movie where i'm like this feels very 70s and that like i don't it does it just kind of goes <laughs> like it kind of just spits onto you and you're like oh this is the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> journey and then just no one's happy That's i love funny. it I love it. The seventies. Everyone knows we. Everyone who's been listening to the show for a while knows those are like my bread and butter type uh, movies. <laughs> I, I love do, them. I do love seventies uh, cinema, but Jesus Christ. I mean, at least here he's like maybe gonna get on that boat. He's got his great dog. Yeah. And but I mean, it is kind of oh, like God. I'm out of here. This place sucks. <laughs> it's kind of his yeah. like the end of this movie. <laughs> but thank I- God he survived. Yeah. Very, very miraculous. He survived. Yeah, the shot the, face. <laughs> directly in the face. Yeah. It's a very tiny bullet. Let's be real, though. You saw the size of that bullet. <laughs> it yeah. was like, was this shot by his mouse? <laughs> like, did his mouse betray him? <laughs> oh, no. His mouse is dirty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> New spin on the word the rat. He's got a brick of cocaine in its stomach right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the the playback footage from the shot scene, and <laughs> I see fucking Remy from Ratatouille. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it's part of the syndicate, whatever the syndicate is. Yeah, he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's oh, like a with the guy from the French Connection. <laughs> yeah, I know the frog. Yeah. Frog, um, frog. Yeah, the frog. Oh well, frog rat. Yeah. <laughs> 
the animal king the animal kingdom natural allies against the dreaded scorpion Terpico. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Scorpion. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All the pieces come together. Yeah. Okay, if 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 Serpico was a was a star was a star sign, what would he be? Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah. But Scorpio. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I don't as, if we want to go to seventy, I mean, Scorpio was uh, causing trouble all over the city of San Francisco until Dirty Harry got his hands on him. So I guess. Yeah, I mean, if we want to, I was gonna say that Serpico was probably, um, probably an Earth sign, mm. probably a Virgo. Mm. I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. We could, we could probably find out Serpico. I heard uh, Serpico's son just passed away. He did. Oh. I saw yeah, because if you Google uh, Frank Serpico right now, that's like the big story. Oh. But um, he was. They weren't. They weren't close by all accounts. Um, was his son dirty? No, I mean, no, I don't think he has son. Yeah. <laughs> it he is pats, like at Christmas time, he pats his son down and finds a wire <laughs> on. <laughs> no, first. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, Serpico is a is an Aries. Oh, mm. I'm an Aries. There we go. Born April fourteenth, nineteen thirty six. One of the uh, many connections between Patrick and Serpico. Yeah, maybe we're two sides <laughs> of the same coin. Oh yeah. <laughs> like uh, like Vincent Hanna and um, Neil Neil McCauley and Heat. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually scheduled to have coffee with him. Uh, oh, this week. Yeah, we're gonna meet up at. Uh... Could be two guys sitting at a diner right now. Yeah, but brother. What... If I see you on the streets, you are going down. <laughs> if, I, if I see you podcasting in my neighborhood, <laughs> if you start another film podcast in my town. How dare you decide to run through a series of films from the 1970s and try and rank them? <laughs> I'm so hot right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> my my room is so hot. Let's uh... <laughs> uh you, hey, you could be in the film Serpico, everybody. This a uh, sweaty film. Not yeah. though. Not though as sweaty as our next film. Oh yeah. This oh. Film. <laughs> This yeah. film was dripping. Yeah. Oh man. Al Pacino has been in a lot of sweaty movies. We saw it Scarface. Sweaty. So, yeah. This film but, bewilders me to this day. Stunning. I, I, <laughs> I mean, okay. Sort of a, I think like we're are we getting a this is, reminds me quite a bit of our Donnie Brasco Devil's Advocate episode in which we all admired kind of the Classy, well-made, well-acted, well-scripted touches of Donnie Brasco, but kind of really wanted to talk about the madness of the Devil Wears Prada or Devil Wears Prada, Devil's Advocate. (laughs) Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Uh, I got Streep on the mind still. We got to make that mashup at some point. But I think we got a similar situation this week. We can all agree Serpico, classy, well put together. Great performances, has something to say, does a nice job. Then there is 1980s Cruising, directed by William Friedkin, written by William Friedkin, (laughs) based on the the novel Cruising uh, by Gerald Walker. It cost $11 million, made $19.8 million at the box office. The film 
Uh, yes, it 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 struggled at the box office. Well, the um the first film that we have covered, Patrick, mind you, this is a fun fact that uh, Wikipedia has a hate crime kind of connections tab connected with what? it. <laughs> ooh. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. the only film we've covered in which um, James Franco directed a bizarre one-off, perhaps, sequel to. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I, I know that movie, Interior Leather Bar. Yeah. Oh, God. What a... <laughs> fuck that guy. I don't like him. Uh, as of december 2020 the film holds a 51 percent approval rating on rotten tomatoes say which is frankly a little bit better than i thought it was going to be yeah um cruising glides along confidently thanks to filmmaking craft and al pacino's committed performance but this hot button thriller struggles to engage its subject matter sensitively or justify its brutality well, you know. <laughs> there really is no rhyme or reason to this movie. No- um, the film was not nominated for any Academy Awards. It was not nominated for any Golden Globes. It was, though, nominated for three Razzies. <laughs> uh, screenplay, director, and picture. Didn't win any of them. Did not take the time to look up what did win that year. Um, oh, man. Uh, this is my second time seeing Cruising. First time was, of course, at a, um, I, I, I call it one of the great New Beverly screenings, along with a film, a fun along with a film called Knife and Heart, which I really recommend. A really, really good film. Um, but yeah, Packed House for Cruising which a rapt audience and uh, you know it was it was quite it was quite a time it was probably the perfect place to see cruising uh this time around i watched it in the middle of the night while the baby was sleeping in my shift (laughs) my feeding shift and i found it decidedly more uncomfortable (laughs) than i did the first time around (laughs) Uh, yeah this is a this is i mean like it's so strange. I don't know. Like, I was so not on board with it for about 97% of the movie. And then the final, like, five, 10 minutes of it, I thought were absolutely brilliant. And I was like, because I love. He's looking, and then she starts putting on his leather outfit, oh, and he gets the girl, and then the music comes on, and they show the harbor, and you're like, Oh, what 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 has been going on here? And then the music comes on. You're like, oh, that's kind of a spooky ending. I I like that. I think that that's really cool. But none of it. The ending doesn't make any sense. Well, no, none of it makes. Um, and um, <laughs> you might might as well get into the fact that Al Pacino hates this movie. He Al Pacino hated it while he was making it. Was just like, oh, my. okay. So I I went straight to the source. Al Pacino. The Friedkin Connection, written by William Friedkin, his autobiography. Uh, anyone who likes movies and likes movie books, this is a must. This is an absolutely great book, but um, Friedkin talks about it. And basically, um, they shot the movie. Al was increasingly uncomfortable because this movie um, is pretty hot button. Even to this day, I think if you watch it, you're like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> um, but the, the, can we? Can, can I 
reveal the, the scene that I was like, oh, I forgot about this scene. Oh, yeah. Because when, when I first saw it, I was probably like 16. I didn't understand the scene. <laughs> and that was in the gay bar with the guy in the straps. <laughs> and then the other guy buttering up his hand. Yeah. Very. In, in some ways, it's actually like I'm almost kind of at awe that like it's in like in this because this is like a mainstream film that was released across all of America. This there is a there is a scene with a dude in a bathtub in the middle of the bar with about six other dudes getting ready to like take a piss yeah. on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that one. There's the piss one, and then there's the fisting. Yeah. And then. Uh, I mean, and then there's the dance scene. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we keep the... dancing on clearly on cocaine. <laughs> where I mean, the part I told Patrick not to watch the trailer because I didn't want him to see the part where he was doing the um the, the strict press oh, yeah. <laughs> with the weightlifting. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess um. So there were protests going on almost every single shoot. Oh yeah. During the course of it and about with the the LGBTQ community was pretty much convinced. And I, I, I'm not in any place, I don't think, to say what's what is and what isn't offensive or anything like that. But yeah, but um, yeah, they were very, very upset with this film and they protested it. And <laughs> I guess as the as it went on, Pacino grew more and more concerned about all of the protests. He's like, this is looking so good. <laughs> um, but um, but the, big, the, the big thing is, is that Friedkin in the editing room started to see something different, which was his idea of kind of alluding to Pacino's character being a killer. Which makes no sense. Well, he showed it to Al and apparently Al's reaction was, oh, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and Freakin goes, no, it's done. Oh, no. And so to this day, Al did not do any publicity on the movie. And he's never mentioned it in an interview. Wow. And Freakin's like, I don't think he likes it. <laughs> it's like, no shit, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you and, know, and it's not because of anything other than he feels betrayed as an actor because he gave one performance mm-hmm. that he did not know that it was going to be turned into this other yeah. performance in the editing room, which you do have weirdly enough, like I in my experience, like you do have that power. Yeah. Like, and you do like you don't, it's pretty interesting how you can mold these things. And I think it's, I think freaking, like, I don't know, like, this is a strange film. Like, I this was, you, oh, sorry. Oh, well, I just, go ahead. Uh, commenting on what Al Pacino's feeling, um, because I know as a fellow actor, um, that you, you give your performance because you think about, you know, especially if you're doing method, is like, what is the intention of the actor? What is the intention of this character? What are they going after? And then you kind of like build your whole thing around this idea. And then to, in the editing room, someone completely take your performance and what you did and be like, no, this, it's not that anymore. 
it's like very jarring, especially because because Al Pacino, I know, is a method actor. So when he gets into character, he's fucking in it. And he's, you know, he's like, it probably takes a lot out of him like it does a lot of method actors. And so to see like probably his work and what and what he thought was going to happen to someone be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Now I'm going to do it to what I think. It's probably like really insulting mm-hmm. and really upsetting. Well, he's a, I mean, huge star. He's proven himself over and over again with his choices. Also, they talked about, I'm sure they talked about the choices that he was making. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, he just totally feels betrayed. Uh, but I did want to share this paragraph from the Freed Connection because I mentioned earlier, talked a bit about Al Pacino's hair. He's got a one in a lifetime Al Pacino haircut oh, yeah. in this film. But how did that haircut come about? (laughs) Okay. Haircut origins. Pacino arrived filled with enthusiasm, but little knowledge of gay life, let alone S&M. He didn't (laughs) want to see the locations before filmmaking. He wanted to experience them fresh as his character would. A week before shooting was scheduled to begin, Al decided to have his hair styled by a gay barber. The look then was shorter hair. After his visit to a barber in the West Village, he came storming into the trailer that was our production office. The door flew open and Pacino appeared screaming, look what they've done to me. He was trimmed almost to a crew cut and he no longer looked like Al Pacino. His hair was his power, like Samson's without it. He appeared a frail little man. This was a disaster. This was not the Al Pacino audiences would recognize. He knew it and came unwound. He wouldn't do the film looking like this, nor would we. What am I going to do? He screamed. I tried to make a light of it. What am I, a barber? I joked. They oh waited for Al's God. hair to grow out and they looked at wigs. <laughs> Did they move the shoot or no? They, they pushed it a little bit so he could grow his hair out again because <laughs> he, was, he was such a disaster. Um, and this is yeah like okay so just to get into like beyond kind of these ideas of what may or may not have changed in editing i think first and foremost to me what struck me this time around is al pacino's way too old to be playing this guy yes yeah well no no what year did come out 1980 yeah he's 40 and he seems like a bright-eyed bushy cop bushy tail cop waiting to get my you know waiting to get my you know move up it and i read in the book too that um the original first choice was richard gear and i actually think richard gear would have really i mean god bless al but i think rich this this is that era of richard gear his kind of part i think and i think he would have done a good job in it um and he's the right age but Al being older makes the character stranger to me. Like just his entire thing. Like usually with Al, like kind of like his desires and what the character wants and kind of what he's feeling, even when he's quiet mm-hmm. are kind of right on his face. Yeah. And every single time he enters one of these bars, he has a look on his face like, holy shit, what is this? You know, he's just confused. It has the vibe, and this is like where it can get a little bad sometimes. It feels like it almost has the vibe of like entering the Moss Eisley Cantina. Like, <laughs> like It's like you see all these things happening, and then fucking uh, Chewbacca is going to be sitting in a corner with Greedo. Uh, and so that's not like a great like... Um, although I do think, like I've read, I read a couple articles um, kind of like in defense of the movie, uh, yeah. against the movie, because I felt like okay, if I'm gonna be doing something on cruising, <laughs> I should be, I shouldn't just go in blind. Um, yeah, you should take a look at all sides of the yeah. argument. 
god and uh uh it was in, like one thing that i uh think is kind of interesting about this is that um it doesn't uh there are people that I think like think that like it's like a cool time capsule of a time that doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. and of a uh, a period uh, that uh, kind of was unfortunately curtailed by, you know, the AIDS crisis and stuff like that, and like you know, and so a lot of people kind of like this movie through that specific lens. But then the flip side of it too is that, you know, people also, there were a lot of people that were extremely mad at the time because they didn't want everyone to associate, like, this sort of thing. Yeah, BDSM with, like, all of homosexuality, yeah. Or with uh, serial killing. Oh, exactly. That was another one of the... Might might be a little worse. (laughs) Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's it's a tough, it's a tough film. It's, you know... there, uh, There is some level, I mean, I don't... I don't know if it gets all the way there, but you could make the argument that like many of the characters he meets and then if he himself goes in this direction that this turns you into a um Yeah. Which is an ugly argument, oh, obviously. Horrible, <laughs> uh well and the thing too is like, yeah, I even read something where like the person who wrote the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia, uh Ron uh-huh. uh Nisweimer, like he said something in the celluloid closet where like someone like verbally accosted him. Uh, pertaining to this film or whatever like they said something like rude about this movie and you know uh, but like I think another thing too that's interesting is that like uh, some people like it because it is like kind of grimy in a way that like you don't see and it's like there's been such a and culture has this way of like mainstream culture has this way of like sandpapering everything and some people like that like you know like, like the the only gay people aren't just like Modern Family, where it's yeah. like you know they kiss each other on the cheeks and then yeah. like go to bed. It's almost like yeah. fucking Leave It to Beaver, where they're practically sleeping in different beds, like that level of sexuality neutered. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like yeah. I think that yeah, yeah. There's, there's well, there's also, yeah. Well, I think the argument I have for that is is that we can look at it through now, right? Where yeah, uh, homosexuality is so prevalent and it's like normal to see a gay couple but in the 80s it was still very like hidden and very you know like looked down on so totally so so it's it at the time it was just like there was no there wasn't even like a regular gay couple to look at it was like cruising (laughs) yeah which is like that's like that is fucked up to have that as the only yeah. yeah yeah that's yeah. true but i think yeah because yeah. like when freaking freaking <laughs> when freaking learned about this scene you know i you know he saw it as kind of this secret world that had never been presented before yeah. and i think his yeah his entire idea was like okay so what if we took this secret world and we just kind of dropped a murder mystery yeah. on yeah. top of it Wait, what, and, book before though uh yeah but I, he was kind of taking a variety of pieces into it like the interesting thing is one of the models for the um i don't know if you read this one patrick one of the models for the killer um was a young man who um was a medical assistant who is in the exorcist Mm. 
like freaking actually worked with him. And then years later, he was arrested for murdering a couple people in the sim in the similar scene. Wow. That's very here. unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, free, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of. Yeah. And, <laughs> It's, it's, a cur- a, it's a bit of a cursed movie it's a bit of yeah. a, just a little bit minorly cursed the one thing i will say though is like this movie has like a very one-of-a-kind like tone and rhythm mm-hmm. to it that i'm yeah. that does impress me that i like because it's like is it one of a kind or is it just bad well that's a good question i mean i guess that's the beholder <laughs> um, <you know? laughs> i mean i i if i'm gonna give it like a compliment too i will say i like that the cops are treated like fucking assholes in this or like, or they are like they're they're depicted as like being like they're bad guys. Like the cops in cruising are not good people. At well, Joe's Joe's the great Joe Spinell, one of the one of the police officers, the one who uh, accosts the uh, the street workers. Oh, yeah. At the top of it, and he's of course also in Maniac, the um, the grimiest of uh, all grimy. That was Robert Robert Zadar. No, I'm thinking no, Maniac that's Cop. Maniac Cop. <laughs> Same director, yeah. same director, but uh, yes. We'll do a Robert Zadar bracket one day. That's season yes. 50. Well, uh, and the finals will, of course, be Maniac Cop versus yeah. Maniac Cop Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah Joe Spinell, like, a, you know, he's in like all the Stallone movies and mm-hmm. he's just all time like 70s dude who could never sadly get anywhere near the amount of movie work that he got in the 70s if he showed up today but god bless him for all the crazy madness he brought on screen in the 70s um more ugly dudes in movies that's uh i'm pro i'm pro it yeah academy academy demand more more ugly people in movies but hell yeah we we were joking about our baby because she's got hair on the sides of the back, I'm like, you look like a 70s character actor. You look like Peter Boyle. <laughs> Peter Boyle. <laughs> you, can't, you can't let Hadley hear this. You can't let <laughs> month and a half old little girl is like, you look just like Joe from the movie Joe. <laughs> She'll never let her watch Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, yeah. Will Paul Giamatti go in there? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Giamatti vibe? Yeah, we need to keep Paul Giamatti. We need to put Paul Giamatti on ice. He's the last man standing of the regular guy. <laughs> yeah, him, freeze him in carbonite. Yeah. Yeah, put him next to Walt Disney's head. I just, I feel like this movie is, um, first of all, I think it's just bad. I think that it's, <laughs> I think it's just like, and here's my thing about Al Pacino's performance. I think I can feel that Al Pacino doesn't like this movie yeah i i don't think he's comfortable he's not comfortable at all and he's usually the most comfortable man uh, going in any film he's in he knows he's too old for the part (sighs) he knows that like none of it really makes sense like even though it was edited differently you still get this vibe from him that he just is like you know and also too you don't like it's very much like goes on the myth that like you can turn gay yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's true. Fucking dumb. I mean, also, I want to clarify that uh, the only articles that I read in pro of this film were written by like gay people. I did not read mm-hmm. any like crazy straight person who was. I like, know that th- this movie. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe. maybe oh no, they can does... be wrong too. Yeah. No. no, they they everyone can say I have a stupid opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 
I like that this movie is is out there. Like, obviously, it's it's a strange one it, at it's, best. It's a fun curio. Yeah, I like sure. it. Like as a curio, I, and yeah. like, and I and I agree with like the time capsule aspect of like the New York of this era and capturing yeah. that on film in these places, and. But Al Pacino. How everyone looks like Freddie Mercury. I literally, as I'm like thinking in my head and mem- like remembering the bar scenes, everybody's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> everyone. Well, freaking, freaking um, told a story too that they wanted he because he demands realism. He wanted to shoot in all the real bars, oh. but to develop the um, and most and a lot of the extras in the scenes with Al Pacino in the bar are real patrons who were at those places. Yeah. But um, Freakin's like, yeah. like, we, we won in and it was jockstrap night. So I did what I needed to do. I stripped down to my jockstrap and I went in because I needed to get the right research. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a total crazy person. And I think like his intentions were not in the slightest to be, you know, homophobic or gay bash or anything like that i just think this is a very naive like oh i could just do this like oh totally i can tackle this i can yeah like and you know i can change it (laughs) and i can completely alter it yeah i I, i'm very i mean like i think there's like an interesting idea there that i mean like it's open although like this almost like like I was thinking about if he was the killer, but this almost reminds me, Patrick, of uh, Donald Kaufman's script, The Two, from the film adaptation. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, you get those vibes a little. Yeah, bit. it's a little. It's a little Tui. It's a little Donald Kaufman esque in the sense that it's not really clear. Probably thinks yeah. it's a lot smarter than it actually is. But I, I do think like if this movie had been like fallen into like a dream logic mm-hmm. kind of storytelling, <laughs> it would have like if he had gone like full scale getting away from plot and just kind of made it like and had those like like blasting music cues and like all of a sudden Pacino's dancing and then all of a sudden he's like sweating at his house. You're like, what is going on here? This is fascinating. <laughs> but even that part where he's like um, when he's tracking uh Stuart, the guy who who ends up perhaps being the um but we don't know we don't know but like all those shots of like those zoom shots of Pacino in the park like this I like, like, look over the fence like, hello and, <laughs> and you like think about it like I think this guy they think he's the killer but Pacino seems really crazy you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pacino's an odd bird. And also going back, Pacino's name is, of course, Steve Burns in this movie, which is not. Yeah. Not Steve a, Burns. Not, I forgot that. Which is, an, which is a Richard Gere character name. It is not an Al Pacino yeah. character no. name. <laughs> like, oh, Al needs to be like a Rudy or yeah. a Sunny, yeah. a Rudy. So, like Stunny, Sunny to Stefano or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, this guy is as Italian looking as it gets. Yeah, I know. I know. Looks like a not... piece of prosciutto walking around. <laughs> yeah, Steve, yeah, I know. Steve Burns isn't like 
maybe the waspiest name you could have possibly put on him. <laughs> yeah, he can pull off Greek, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. he can do a good Greek. Yeah, Papa. He's, I mean, we, we've talked about it before and probably not appropriately. Al has drifted across the um, different ethnicities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> many, he, many... he plays whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a Jew, played a Jew great. Yeah. Yep. He's been an Italian. He's, he's been uh, Cuban, Puerto Rican. Cuban. <laughs> Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a Carlito's way, oh, Carlito, yeah. Carlito Brigante. Where I, I just I describe his voice in that movie as uh, his character from *Scent of a Woman* doing an impression of Mike Tyson. <laughs> hey, I just want to go to Bahamas with Gail. <laughs> nice, cool breeze. He has like a little lisp. I know he's got a little lisp. A little yeah. lisp. I was like, yeah. it does sound like he was just like following Louise Guzman around and like. I, I would like that. to see um, Carlito and Gail go out on a date mm. and accidentally go see cruising, and just to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, oh, what kind of movie was that? <laughs> Gail, we had choice. <laughs> Think of another movie that we could have seen. Empire Strikes Back, Gale. But it's good. I would it raises the stakes in the Star Wars mythology. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird that in a few years uh, they're gonna make ha- uh, Luke and Leia brother and sister. So this kiss is incestual. I don't know. I didn't, why- I didn't expect that, but I love my sister Gina uh, in Gina. Scarface. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I'm confusing my. I'm confusing oh no, yeah, myself. Yeah, damn, I- you're all over the place. <laughs> Oh, you need to help me cross the street. I'm blind. Can I just ask that you guys do one with Revolution and I can be here for it so I can finally finish that movie? Yeah. 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 That's that's an Academy Academy promise. We did not have the revolution. But I mean, this is something we brought up. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to be a Meryl Streep completist during season one. But I want to see all sides of Al Pacino. Like, I want to see every one of these things. He's... I, even in cruising, like when he clearly does not seem to know what movie he's in or what's going on. Nope. Yeah. He's like <laughs> impossible not to watch. <laughs> like he's so... <laughs> a tiny Al Pacino in the fucking in the zoom lens. Just a tiny little Pacino. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is is it, I've never seen him like this though, where he does seem um lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and yeah, I don't even as Phil Spector, you were like, Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he's yeah. pretty crazy. Well, and it's, it's like, like I feel crazy Phil Spector. <laughs> well, I feel like it's like role two is so like internal compared to a lot of his other performances. Mm-hmm. But then the problem is is that like, yeah, you just we don't get really a privy we're not privy to like what he's thinking, like ever in the movie, it feels like they leave so much of it ambiguous. To, uh, almost just, to the film's detriment. Yeah, it's just too ambiguous. Yeah. The yeah. entire like what is actually happening at all. Like it's a lot, a lot of solemn staring. Even his relationship with Karen Allen is confusing. Mm-hmm. Although she's got like maybe the best apartment. Oh gotta yeah, g- gotta give gotta give uh, her apartment game. That's a good apartment. Point. Um, Although the Serpico apartment, not bad. It it fits it fits Frank Serpico. It, yeah. it allows him all of his pets. Yeah, his occasional girlfriend, his books. R- listening to opera. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Coffee. I've had super cool moments like that where I've been like, I want to put on a little bit of opera, <laughs> yeah. sit on my balcony and drink 
Yeah. Nice. Sit in my garden and see so you know, so cool I am. <laughs> Probably because you didn't have like a bucket hat on. If you wore a bucket hat. Yeah. <laughs> if you looked like uh, El Topo. <laughs> yeah. You, you a, I, a couple other uh, cruising stories from Friedkin that are very funny. Um, Pacino was late mm. every day. Every day. Really? I was shooting and I guess about a week a week or so in one of the uh, crew people was like told freaking he's like oh you haven't you haven't heard what you do with Pacino he's like no what's that he goes oh you tell him the call time's an hour earlier than it actually is oh weird and then he'll show up at the right time because he's going to be an hour late no matter what oh man that's funny a little bit of a a prima donna yeah at this point too and um Friedkin claims he never knew any of his lines. <laughs> wow. That's he funny. showed up completely ill-prepared, too. So uh, just pulled up Brando. My guess is that he got the vibes early on on this movie mm. that uh, this might not be, like, kosher. <laughs> that, ah! what, what was happening? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, like, there definitely is this vibe uh, watching this film that you could take any of the moments... Uh, Al Pacino is just like staring off into a distance and you can put like a uh, like the the records freeze for like that like the record stop sound and then you can like you know zoom in on him and you can hear the Al Pacino voiceover of like you're probably wondering how I got in this situation yeah or yeah. like boy I, I really wish I had gotten the rights to uh beaten Dusty Hoffman for Kramer versus Kramer <laughs> yeah God, I wish yeah, I wish I was Kramer in right now yeah, I will I say there's like weird moments in the soundtrack where it sounds so Kramery whenever she's with Karen, mm, there's like, yeah. these, but then like they'll add like a disturbing music, like interwoven with the Kramer music. It's very odd. I, I, I do kind of like the weird punk rock and the rock stuff. I think it gives a um, oh, that stuff's good. I like the very, uh, very sinister. I mean, this movie is sinister. Oh, it's <laughs> like, grim. I, it's, it's it has a this movie has like a black heart, like it has like, yes, a, it does. like a like it does, it's like a very um, yeah, like the. New York, they uh, paint a picture of is so like um, just like f- sad and like the like even like Paul Servino's character is such an asshole because like yeah, that ev- was- everything is just so dark and sweaty and seedy. Yeah, yep. And then <laughs> and then that what adds the seediness to me too, perhaps unintentionally, is the fact that everything is overdubbed because people were like. Um, people were like uh, constantly protesting the film or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so everything it's, it's like, it's like fucking, you know, Hercules in New York. where like, <laughs> like half the time the, what Al Pacino is saying doesn't even match the way his lips are moving. Yeah, no, I think yeah. it, it's, it's very interesting to see Al Pacino go from 1973, Frank Serpico, New York police department to 1980, Steve Burns, New York police department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think like, it comes to cruising, like you gotta like yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it after we've talked about it here, uh, you know, just kind of like recognize that it's not um, it's an imperfect. Just film. know that it's not good. And yeah. but if you want to like experience something unique that is kind of an odd time capsule with some, I mean, I'm sure you know the memes of Pacino dancing are out there. Oh yeah, and he's doing it in a big way in this, and um, but it, you know, just it's it's not 
great, but it's very interesting. It's a it's a curio. It's yeah. just like yeah, like uh, you know, treat it the way uh, I don't know. Like you're looking at a piece of weird art that probably hasn't aged well. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, you know. And, don't yeah, yeah, don't take the don't take the don't take the moral of this the movie to heart. Please. Yeah. yeah, please don't. Yeah, don't. Like, don't. This is the thing. Yeah, I just like. Yeah, watch this. Uh, have a little. Um, you know, distance from it, and then don't take anything from it. There we go. Uh, but yeah, you're <laughs> right. This this way. this move. This if if Serpico is all about the, is all about like the, desire and goal of moral purity. Um cruising is just a big black dark cynical heart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah it is a vortex of, of it's a black hole yeah 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 you know i, I learned from from uh from cruising is that sometimes writer directors aren't great yes you know combo. sometimes you need a <laughs> someone to check your shit sometimes yeah i i think um I think, yeah, I think Friedkin, this is not, I mean, this is, obviously, this is not the French Connection. It is not Exorcist. It is not Sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, of course, uh, we, we gotta we gotta give out. This week's a little tougher. We talked about it before. Not as many um, wonder if there's no uh, Vigo Mortensen in a wheelchair like last week. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, lovely. <laughs> I got a diaper. Yeah, I'm a dick fell off, man. <laughs> I got no dick no more. Yeah, I can't do anything, man. I'm with a diaper. I shit my pants. I, I pee out of my butt now. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that there isn't as many goofballs in the in yeah. Serpico and cruising. These that are obviously <laughs> colorful characters like Lalaine just dropped. Yeah, these, yeah. I, although I think Serpico, he could have met more weird, more strange characters. Oh, but totally. re- regardless, uh, we got to give out the John Cazale Supporting Player mm-hmm. of the Week award. Patrick, why don't you go first? Oh man, uh, you know what? Uh, it's really tough. It is like, and it's and it's not like. Um, to the detriment of the actors. Uh, I'm not saying this to denigrate anyone. It's just that uh, these are movies where Al Pacino is so in the forefront. And even in Cruising, where he's not quite as much in the forefront, uh, no one else has an arc. Like, these are two movies where the arc is, it's all about Al Pacino and his journey. Um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Even the girlfriends, just, they're just there to be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah oh yeah no they're there just to like show that like yeah i love that like one thing i'm noticing in al pacino movies i texted don this like a lot of his movies are about how like being good at your job ruins your life like like just like the better <laughs> yeah. you do your job the worse your life becomes uh i will never try hard at anything that's what i'm learning uh it's a lesson learned from al pacino yeah if you listen to this podcast you know i'm already doing that pretty well <laughs> in terms of quality uh here we go um i'm gonna give it to you know what i'm gonna give it to biff mcguire uh which is so weird uh he plays captain inspector mclean the guy who's always like uh, god bless oh, you and yeah i love his little bow tie i like his little like he's like this uh he's you know kind of semi-religious and uh i feel like he kind of turns out to be a scumbag in the end of his total, total hypocrite Total hypocrite. And so, like, uh, he's great in that. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Sterling Hayden in The Godfather. Just, like, a great, solid, uh, 
role from like a kind of like very white bread. He has this white bread energy that, uh, 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 you know, I like in a movie sometimes that weird, weird chunk of white bread. So yeah, Wonder was, Bread, Wonder Bread Man, Biff McGuire. Yeah, Wonder Bread Man, Wonder Boy, Biff McGuire. Um, my Kazale of the week goes to um, and this actually popped in my head earlier in the episode. I was like, this is that's the only choice. Mm. And that is, you know, one a one scene wonder powers booth in cruising the hanky salesman whoa oh, that was powers booth yeah. What? Yes. what yeah that is what? powers booth early powers booth wow and jen just jen just from the kitchen did a tombstone powers booth impression with a <laughs> well bye <laughs> Wow, he, I, he's great. He makes an impact in that scene. I love that's one of my favorite scenes in Cruising, in which the Yankees are explained out, Pacino. Yep. By the matter of fact, scene at all salesman who could give a shit. Yep. It's uh, it's it's a very it's one of the few scenes in Cruising that I would deem fun. I'm looking at a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So Jenny, I don't know who, if anyone else, I don't know if I have we, like anybody specifically. The only other option I see is um, I liked I, I liked Tony Roberts. Yeah, he was in uh, Serpico. But yeah, I mean it's our uh, Paul Servino in Cruising. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how about the guy who comes in and slaps him? Oh, that character is wild. <laughs> we forgot that the guy what, in the jockstrap. That, what was that? Is that like a dude the police pays just to like slap people? A, like a slapsmith? What the fuck was that? The most honest moment in the entire movie is when he gets slapped the second time. Is, Who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then like Al Pacino. Oh, my favorite moment is actually when Al Pacino goes in. This motherfucker is like reading a, a newspaper just sitting. <laughs> and Al Pacino goes, you really hit me for real. And then he takes his hat and just throws it out the window. What a, what a, what a strange movie. But yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, perhaps the large, the large man in the jockstrap who, uh, yeah. who comes in and slaps people for the police I'll department. Pick, I'll pick that guy. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe we didn't talk about him and perhaps the most bizarre sequence oh, yeah. in any bizarre movie. Like, just like crazy. Yeah. That that is like the one part of the movie where I was like, okay, we are entering, are we entering dream logic world? Like, yeah, that's, that's where like it's like, is this becoming like a some sort of like Cohen Brothers esque thing or something? Like, it's like, or even like Lynchian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. way better. Forget Cohen, Lynchian, one hundred percent Lynchian. If we yeah. were talking Dog Day Afternoon, just you know, another movie, I don't one hundred percent choose uh, the boyfriend. Oh, yeah, um, Chris Chris Sarandon. Did you know um, he's uh, he he does um, musical theater to the, to this day? That actor. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Jack Skellington yeah. himself. Oh, oh yeah, Jack Skellington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number twenty-five. 20. Yeah. Twenty-four on your Wait, top twenty-five of all time that we just released this past weekend. If you survived all four four hours of that, yeah, um, four-hour epic that podcast. Yeah, I, right. I enjoy. You know, yeah. Um, but we we better get to it here. I, you know, going in here, I I honestly kind of didn't know where this was gonna go. 
you know, I didn't know if there'd be a wild card happening, but I, I'm kind of getting the impression we might be seeing, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see if my, my intuition is correct, but Patrick, um, who do you got moving on to play Scarecrow in the second round of the another side of Al division? Oh man, as much as it, as much fun as it would be to be a little stinker, uh, and you, and you have been before. You oh, have I, been I, a little. I, I love being a little stinker. That's one of yeah. my one of my few joys in life is being the passion. The, yeah, I love being the little red devil. Uh, you know that that little classic devil. Uh, but uh, oh, I got, what a bread! You gotta get that in there too. <laughs> oh, oh, what a bread! Yes, I love being Michael Wilkinson. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a great! We still need a. We need to get someone to Photoshop that, um, yeah. that picture. But uh, I'm just going with Serpico. I, <laughs> I think, so. and I, I'll tell you what, man. I really liked. Uh, I liked Serpico a lot. Like the movie, mm-hmm. I truly, um, you know, I and I get it. Like it definitely isn't as like action packed as you think it would be. Like there, it's it's it is missing like that like zis boom bob. But like, I don't know. This is like probably one of my favorite. Like I feel. I like this role so much, like his performance in it so much that I actually feel confident. Cause I, I, I predicted that this would be the winner, even though I hadn't seen it. I was just like, ah, I've heard a lot about this role. And I think like it has a good shot of at least making it to like the semifinals. Yeah. I think like, yeah. you know, it might be tough if it goes against the winner of uh, Scarface in the end, but honestly, it's a wild, it, lot of wild cards this round. So who knows? I'm going, I'm going- uh, the tournament can go any, any direction. I mean, I know we know that in a couple of weeks we have, the Godfather Two versus Dog Day Afternoon, which is going to be that's hard, a true showdown. Oh my but god, that's a hard one. That is such a hard one. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know where that's going to go. Um, going to be Dog Day Afternoon. I mean, I'll I'll say like my um, I mentioned earlier that I bought the book Serpico and I had not finished it. Mm-hmm. And let's put it this: I bought it in anticipation that I would be able to talk about it the, the next time we talked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think cruising is interesting. I think it's worth seeing. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, it's not for everybody and it might be upsetting, frankly, to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I don't would never like to say you have yeah. to cease cruising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We're not going to clockwork orange you into seeing Serpico. Or not yeah, Serpico. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to corner you like Ryan Gosling in La La Land instead of talking about jazz, though. I'm talking about cruising. God, <laughs> horrible. If La La Land was about a guy who really liked cruising. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> but you're not understanding the deep meaning to cruising. <laughs> I gotta go perform at this cruising club where we it's just a bunch of people and she, and then she goes are you sure you want to date <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> we just a uh, club with gentlemen talk uh, i mean them. like yeah i think i think i'm more generous to cruising yeah. than um certainly jenny and i think patrick as well <laughs> um, yeah. but uh because i do think it's a fascinating curio and i do like yeah. movies that like i'm very i do find movies that are imperfect and kind of what have like a real what the hell what the fuck to them yeah very intriguing and i'm like kind of think about them a lot like i have seen really scott's film the counselor many times because i'm so fascinated by it even though it's like <laughs> a very strange film <laughs> and you know there and there are many like that i mean i'm a true detective season two fan so you know that might sum it all up right there taylor, uh, taylor kitsch underrated actor yeah i, I like it now we can at the end of the day like 
Patrick, you're absolutely right. Like Serpico like stands up has a lot to say today. Like it's yeah. a watchable movie today because it's like, oh, these themes still exist. Mm-hmm. It's a big heroic part. It's kind of like if it's not his best performance, it might be his most quintessential performance. It's the beginning of Pacino. Yeah, it kind of does what he does. And it kind of like all of his like the movie star stuff, the stuff we've talked about episode after episode where it's like, oh, this guy's so watchable. He's so fun and he's so exciting. It's, it's all here in Serpico. So it's, yeah. I, I think it's yeah, kind of a no brainer with Serpico. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Jenny, if you. Serpico. Yeah, Serpico. Three nothing Serpico. I, solid, solid performance. Uh, and yeah, didn't feel weird. Or like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> very easy. Sol- it's just solid Pacino. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's great. I think. Um, I think you're right, Patrick. This is a, you know, it took took toward the end of the first round, but um, this is a definitely a, if you're if you're betting in Las Vegas right now and you're at mm-hmm. the sports book and you're looking at the Academy Academy betting, um, I don't know if it would be a terrible thing to put some cash down on Serpico yeah. going further into this tournament, especially because I think you could argue that Serpico has a um, easier path to the finals than Can Dog I Day Afternoon it? or Godfather. Big time. Can I put in what I think the finals are going to be? Yeah, go Do for it. it. I think the finals are probably going to be uh, Godfather. Um, I'm going to say one. Oh, and it's already gone. Godfather That's 1 is already gone. Yeah, it yeah. lost to 2. It lost to 2? Yeah. Yep. I think that's wrong, but oh, whatever. <laughs> Not like I'm an Al Pacino expert, you fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Al Pacino 2. Uh, Al Pacino 2. <laughs> Al Pacino 2. Al Pacino. Uh. <laughs> Finals. Al Pacino 1, Al Pacino 2, Al Pacino 4, and then Al Pacino 7. Ah, good. Um, All good. Saturday afternoon. I think, uh, did you guys do Scent of a Woman yet? Scent of a Woman uh, defeated any given Sunday and will be playing Donnie Brosco in the second round. I think Scent of a Woman's going to win that one, too. Oh, wow. That's, wow. A, that's interesting. Interesting. I mean, if I had to guess what the finals is right now, I mean, I think it. I think it's it's out of the top half of the bracket. It's definitely coming out of the Dog Day Afternoon Godfather Two matchup. I don't think Scent of a Woman or Donnie Brasco could beat, but who knows? And I then have a, I have a wild think, hair up my butt. I would vote for Scent of a Woman. There is a <laughs> depends on how wild that hair is, but it could yeah, happen. It sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah, in the second half, I think. I think. Boy, we really felt a lot of good good vibes when it came to Scarface. Yeah, man, that movie was um, really good. But Serpico, I think, is in the mix too. Yep, and I, I, I think have, like I think it's gonna lose. I think it's gonna lose the other one because it's the it's the first, but it's not the best. Yeah, mm. I, I also don't discount the Insider. I think that's an underdog. I think the yeah. Insider's like the only thing it has going against it, honestly, is it is like Russell Crowe's movie more than Albert. Yeah, Pino's. it's kind of a two hander. Yeah. More so. But damn, but Al Pacino's good in it, though. Eight, 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 eight big movies mm-hmm. to come. Uh, eight good movies. Even, even, even Son of a Woman, which, eh, you yeah, know, is yeah. weird. 
revolution. Man, <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're gonna do a, we're gonna sneak revolution in there and see what happens. Yeah, we're gonna switch. Yeah, we'll switch Johnny Brasco out with revolution. One episode, we're just talking about revolution. Does he say something like, "I came over on the Mayflower"? Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. He has like a very calm demeanor through the whole thing. Basically, in the beginning, they're they're like trying to get people to fight. And his son accidentally signs up, who's like 14. And then the guy's like, hey, my son accidentally signed up. And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. And so he's like, well, I guess now I'm in the war too. So he goes and like fights with his kid. And then there's a weird scene where there's like people very like uh, dandy 18th century dressed up in a woman's tits out. It's very strange. Very hmm. strange. You like strange movies? You're going to love this. Yeah, I, I did read up on it and it is... Um was apparently a just an utter disaster Yep. in every way, shape and form, which is interesting. I mean, I, as mentioned with cruising, I am a fan of um, strange choices and disasters and seeing what happened with them. Uh, but, you know, we will see as we move on to the second round uh, next week, of course, we're doing um, our spotlight spotlight. Mm-hmm. Talk about spotlight. Not talking about spotlight. that, the, you know, the movie spotlight. Now um, we'll be talking about Pacino. An actor's vision, looking at three very, very kind of obscure Pacino films. And uh, just what's what's exciting to me about this is that, you know, we've watched I've watched one of them so far and you just don't see very like major movie stars going on these digressions into making these strange movies that barely get released that they directed and they like funded themselves. And they're all just like basically like actor studio exercises yeah so god bless him he oh, rocks yeah. and we all know that and we you know yeah love yeah him. give me yeah and i want more get paul giamani if you're listening you should do this too i want to see your yeah. version of macbeth <laughs> he should go on him and uh hayden church should yeah. do a uh just a one-off thing like a sideways reunion where they do some shakespeare who cares let's Ooh. do it yeah um but let's move on to this week's game. We got a good one, folks. You've, we did this. We did this before with our previous um, actor, Meryl Streep. You might recall I voted uh, for Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, to be. This is Al Pacino, President of the United States. Al Pacino has just won the nomination. Let's say he's running independent. Okay. Strikes me as a Pacino move. <laughs> I'm creating my own body, uh, but uh, he's just got, and he, you know, he needs a running mate. So who is Al Pacino's running mate? Mm. Patrick, would you like to go first? Yes. It's tough. It's like, does Al Pacino go for another actor, or does he go for an actual um, politician? Politician. That's the tough question. I feel like there is this part of me where, like. I love Al Pacino, but I do think he might be a fan of Mayor Pete. (laughs) I could just see him being just really into Mayor Pete. And so it'd be like (laughs) Al Pacino, like, oh, this clean cut man. He loves trains. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, (laughs) that's what I'm going to say. Regretfully. uh, Mayor Pete. Yeah, Al Pacino and Mayor Pete. Okay. I just like saying Mayor Pete a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That guy's a real, um, you know, I'm not saying anything too out of line here politically. I'm not getting, this is not Politico. This is not pod save America. Yeah. Mayor, yeah, Mayor Pete seems like a bit of a dweeb. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
Might need oh. a dang wedgie. Yeah, I know. Maybe, like, let's maybe. uh let's put him into a locker. <laughs> yeah, let's get Donnie Brasco to give him a, 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 a swirly. Yeah, Donnie Brasco does not want to take off his shoes when he goes to Mayor Pete's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Shay Pete's. Yeah. What do they serve at that restaurant? I'm just imagining a, an oatmeal with no sugar. Or if, if if this is the Donnie Brasco universe and Lefty has fallen asleep on a Miami beach and Mayor Pete has fallen asleep on a Miami beach, they're probably burying Mayor Pete first mm, and then fair. moving on to burying Lefty. No, um, no, I don't think they would respect him enough to bury him. I think they would just yeah. take his wallet and, <laughs> and leave. <laughs> his keys oh i love how <laughs> big of losers they are in that movie yeah oh, they all suck. <laughs> what does odd boys okay um so mine i got a big academy academy swerve for you here wow i was trying to think of who does al pacino respect and admire the most and the obvious is he would pick Meryl Streep as his vice president. Ah! <laughs> the he best actor he knows. Wait, oh no, he did. He did. He did do a movie with Meryl Streep. But okay. I, I see it. Yeah. I see it. He, because you know, I, I talked a little bit about it when I had Stone Cold Steve Austin as her vice president because she needed a little bit of fire, to her ice, despite yeah. him being Stone Cold. But Al Pacino so fiery, he's like bomb him bomb him and he needs someone in there and be like no al we got yeah. to think this through <laughs> i've been the iron lady al yeah. i've been but yeah no. bomb them bomb them all oh no, oh, no. they're both more oh, hungry oh, Mar- God. market that she was back on the show we thought we had gotten rid of her <laughs> what have we done uh, oh no I say the Canary Islands are ours. <laughs> yeah, they'll be the canaries in the coal mine soon enough. They all deserve jobs and they should never unionize. <laughs> the canaries must work and if they cannot work, they are not British. Uh, <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, wait a second! Christopher Nolan's on the on the union line right now. He's striking with the miners. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, if I wasn't so busy making Interstellar, <laughs> I'd be having a pint with the lads. <laughs> oh, that got crazy. Uh, uh, Jenny, Jenny, who is um, who is Al Pacino's running mate? Um, I think. Okay, it's gonna be. It's either gonna be um, Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah, yes. A video oh. where Sylvester Stallone introduced Al Pacino to Guy Fieri. We declared it the best film of 2020. Yeah, yeah. I think Guy Fieri would probably be. You know what? That's it. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say your British actress reminded me. I was like, actually, you know what? Who would be a great one? Is uh, Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie mm. Smith? Oh, rule. Just a little class. Yeah. Yeah, a little class in there. Who fucking I love Maggie Smith so much. She's so funny, dude. Uh, Jen and I watched that movie where it's just four old British <laughs> ladies. Jen's favorites. Oh, the yeah. tea with Mussolini. <laughs> no. Four four minute four lovely British ladies and Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. I was like. Yeah. That's so charming and like quiet. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is a perfect match. I'd be concerned though, it's because you know who brokered that meeting. Yeah, Sly. Um, yeah. He would come in and he'd be like, eh, you know, a guy, a nice guy, and all, but you know, I think I could be vice president. <laughs> you know, and he'd yeah. want the job. <laughs> maybe I, I think I'm very qualified. You see, Rocky Three. Yeah, maybe instead of having uh, textbooks, people should just watch Cobra. It is the funniest thing, though, that like he got the script for Creed, which he got, of course, nominated for. He goes, yeah, you know, what if uh, Creed had cancer and Rocky had to fight? Yeah. <laughs> 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 love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> His ego can't handle it. It's like, he rocks. Oh, he's such a bad man, but he's so funny. <laughs> Uh, he's a lovable lughead. He's a lughead. Oh, I love any a meeting uh, of the mind, a meeting of the minds. Yeah, but he, uh, getting them together, getting them together in his kitchen, just two great guys meeting for the first time. Yeah, oh, man. believe this. Guy you, yeah, you're not gonna believe it. This guy, oh. two legends. <laughs> be my friend. Do you like the? Do you like the idea of like, so, so, like a Game of Thrones type thing, like a, a power, power, power grabs between Guy Fieri and Sylvester Stallone, where they have to outwit each other and <laughs> so, they, so they go for a run for office? Yeah, Guy Fieri wins every time. Oh hell yeah! Hey, I don't think guys win any of those hot wings. Hey, I eat healthy. Oh god, so. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, you're a bad. Yeah, he's a bad. He's, you're he's a, a bad freak. freak. He does. Yeah, he's a freak. You're a freak. Okay, okay let's move uh, on. Moving he's very on. amusing. But he is, um, silly. he is silly. Yeah, he is very amusing. Uh, but yes, this. Wow. So Serpico moves <laughs> on the next round to play Scarecrow. Jenny Zagredo, thank you so much for joining thank us you. on the episode. Is there anything you'd like to plug on your way out? Um, I got shows. Go to my website, jennyzagredo.com. I'll be in the movie Too Late, which is a horror comedy film. With uh, Ron Lynch, Fred Armisen, Marilyn Rice Cobb, Alyssa Lamparis, me, um, some other cool people, and uh, yeah, just just picking up touring again. It's kind of just doing that thing. Excellent. Check it out across the country. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so I much love for talking about Al Pacino any time of day. Yes, uh, I, we love having. You were great, and we love having that passionate Pacino head. I'm a passionate Pacino. And, head. Oh, what? Whoa. Have we called them? Because we had, um, how about alcoholics? Yeah. There's, there it is right there. I love it. I am an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like, one of my, and I went to an arts high school and one of my favorite things I ever made was uh, I made a, a screen printed shirt that said Attica on it and it had Al Pacino with the gun over the Attica. <laughs> my favorite thing I've ever made in my entire life. Nice. That That's it. I'll make. I'll print those. I'll put them on. That'll be my merch. Nice. I'll be like, why? Why do you have this prison as your merch? Because ah, it's. Um. When I'm being fucked, I like to get kissed on the mouth. <laughs> Patrick, before um, before we take off, I mean, you and I, mm-hmm. we're we're gracious guys, are we not? Oh we, yeah. We we understand what it took to get here. The steps to the end of the first round. We're the original thankful folks of podcasting. Oh, people have said that many, many times. So, Patrick, yep. is there anyone you'd like to thank at the end of this episode? Oh, man. I'd like to thank uh, Gritty 70s New York. Oh, yeah. Uh, gotta. Da, gotta. 
I gotta thank uh, all the all the animals that befriended Serpico. Yeah, <laughs> so many animals. He's a regular Ser- Serpico's menagerie. <laughs> yeah, Serpico's <laughs> menagerie, regular emporium. Yeah, <laughs> might as well have bought a zoo. Uh, Le- leave the cannoli. Take the parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave the cannoli. Take the parakeet. Uh, I want to thank um, uh, um, overdubbings or voiceovers that make your film like fifty percent seedier. Yeah, <laughs> I want to thank uh, you know cool mustaches, cool facial hair, and then the idea of filming something chronologically backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I want to thank uh, all the weird hats Al Pacino wore. And you know what? Al Pacino's weird hats. It's past your bedtime, you weird hats. Go to bed, you silly gooses. Naughty, naughty. Bed. Um, I want to start off with some something I don't want to thank because I'm Ooh. they're freaking me out. Podcast assassins coming yeah. for us. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, please I, I don't. Live. I want to live. live. Yeah, um, I also I, I, I don't want to thank the mistaken police officers that accosted you. Yeah. Oh, those are bad dudes. Um, not not nice. Not nice. Yeah. But uh, what I do want to thank, dirty mice, yes. like corrupt mice. Oh yeah, evil mice, <laughs> Cro- uh, crooked mice. I gotta thank my copy of. Uh, Grateful Dead, Nas- Nassau Coliseum, 1977, third set. Guess who's sitting in on lead guitar? Serpico. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a steady jam. Yeah. Just, just follow my lead, boys. <laughs> this one's gonna be crunchy. I gotta, um, I gotta think 70s blah endings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I gotta just say, once and for all, effort sucks. Yeah, don't don't try shit. <laughs> There's no reason to try. Uh, oh boy, so that was round one, man. Um, if you thought that was goofy, we gotta watch all these movies again. So, yeah, yeah. Like, looking forward to another uh, uh, twelve hours of uh, Send of a Woman. Yeah, yeah. How long is that movie? Forty hours, twenty yeah. hours. I forget. Forty-two hours and forty-five seconds. <laughs> On the dot market. (laughs) All right. Well, for Patrick, I'm done. This has been the Academy Academy. Thank you all. I'm I'm not even going to try to end the podcast. In fact, hello, this is the podcast. Okay.